Good morning and welcome to June the 10th in 2020 on Winter Eyes. It's Wednesday morning here in year A and the second Sunday after Pentecost, which is proper sixth week in the Revised Common Lectionary. On Wednesdays, sometimes it's up for grabs what we cover, uh, the extra text for the week. And so, as I mentioned yesterday, there's a couple psalms that we find during this week of the liturgy. And so, having covered Psalm 100 yesterday, I'll I'll cover the text from Psalm 116, verses 1 through 2 and 12 through 19 today as we face this day together and engage in a time of prayer. So, I'll read those passages and I'll provide a couple points of reflection leading us to a time of prayer as we allow our souls to rise and meet God together. So thanks for joining us and making this part of your morning. Let's pray together. Psalm 116 verses 1 through 2 and 12 through 19. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. What shall I return to the Lord for all of his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of all of his faithful servants. Truly I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and I will call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all of his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. This is the word of God for us. A critical formula for the Christian religion is something that I heard once in a lecture hall when I was a student of theology, which is, the indicative always comes before the imperative. So let me break that down. Um, in religion, we have things that are true, which are called um, indicatives, and we have things that we're asked to do or commands, which are called imperatives. It's important in the Christian religion, uh, religion based upon the grace of God, that what is true always comes before what I do in response. Um, if we switch that around, we say, no, you have to do these things, and then you'll recognize the truth. Uh, It begins to move outside of the bounds of Christianity. If we have to do things in order to hear that God loves us, then we're putting uh, God in our debt instead of us within his. And so what is always true of the Christian religion is that we meditate and we hear the good news that God loves us, that he cancels the record of sin against us, and then therefore we respond in obedience and we respond with worship. And this is what we see as a formula in Psalm 116. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. We suggest that this psalm was written after the writer had just recently experienced God's deliverance, perhaps in the midst of battle or perhaps in the midst of some sort of strife and conflict. God has intervened, and so they respond with worship. You notice in the first couple verses, it says, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. And then we jump to uh, verse 12. It says, What shall I return to the Lord for all of his goodness to me? So obviously, this worshiper has meditated upon God's goodness, and therefore there's this sense of stirring inside that I need to respond, um, which gives us this image uh, from the book of Romans. There's a couple times in which Paul uses the term, we see in English, obligation. And sometimes we think of obligation, we think of something that's harsh or something that's been forced upon us. But I think in a love relationship, obligation has a a much more pure intent, much more pure idea. Uh, When this person loves me, um, I feel like I'm obligated to respond and to love them back and to 
hopefully stoke the same feeling within them that they have stoked within me. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's the same in our Christian life. If the basis of how we articulate our relationship with God is that of love and of fellowship, then as God, uh, His truth bears upon our hearts and we understand His goodness, then there's a prompting inside of us to respond in faithfulness. And so a couple things that we could be praying for this morning along this theme is to be pray that our eyes would be open, that we would see the truth of who God is and how gracious He's been to us and how kind He's been to us again and again, that His kindness leads us to repentance. And then the second thing that we could be praying for this morning is the guts to respond, to have the wisdom to respond, and to walk out our relationship with God um, as a response to His love for us. You'll notice that a couple times in this passage, the psalmist talks about fulfilling vows, um, promising to be obedient to God. And even though we may stumble in these vows, uh, the hope is that as God gives us His grace and as we continue to meditate upon His truth, we'll continue to more and more want to act out in obedience towards God because of all that he's done for us. So those are going to be my prayers this morning. So let's allow our our prayers to mingle together, give our faithfulness to God, and a vow once more as we pray together. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you today that a great truth has been born within our hearts and souls, that we are wanderers away from God, in a path towards destruction and decay, and God rescued us. And as he rescues us, he puts before us a path of life or a path of death. And so we thank you that you have not abandoned us, God, but you brought us into your family, and now you give us a chance to respond. And so God, just like the psalmist, we raise our voice to you because you heard our cry for mercy, and we sense that that truth of your grace and forgiveness has been made aware in our hearts. Because you have turned your ear to us, we will call upon you as long as we live. And we ask the same question of the psalmist. How can we return to you for all the things that you've done, uh, all the goodness that you've shown us? And so, God, this day, I pray that your truth would shine upon our hearts like the brightest of suns. And I pray that it would cause a response within us. I think that grace not only saves us, but it teaches us to be people who are eager to do what is good and to be your own people. And so, God, this day, I pray as your truth is revealed to us again and again. May your grace and may wisdom arise in our hearts. And I pray that we be stirred and encouraged to make vows before you, to uh, promise that we walk out in obedience the commands you've given us. And we don't do so out of some uh, stifling obligation that gives us more weights and burdens and leads us to shame and despair. But we do so motivated like people who love you and who love one another. And so, God, this day, may your love become aware to us and may love arise in our hearts and may we walk in obedience before you, knowing and choosing that we'd rather live for you than for anything else in this life. So, God, give us the grace to do so. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.